1: JT, you know what's kind of cool um, when we go do our events, right? You go down to Columbus, you do jerseys, you do the pub. I do jerseys uh, with the Browns backers every Sunday the Browns are playing. It's kind of cool when we go there. People say, hey, love the show, listen to the show. But when people come up to you and they repeat things we've said or say, I love when you have Chris Van Dyne on the show mm-hmm. because he's won me money the last couple of weeks. Um, that makes me feel good that I know for sure they are listening. And I had one guy come up to me and say, hey, thanks to your guy uh, last Thursday, I won uh, all three of my bets that I placed uh, legally in West Virginia mm-hmm. this past week. And uh, just let him know that we appreciate his work. So, Chris Van Dyne, welcome back to the Kenny and JT show. And you've got some fans in Stark County. How about that? Hey, that made, that made my day. I, I really feel
0: good about that. I appreciate uh, all your listeners, and hopefully we can give out some more winners.
2: Chris, speaking of winners, uh, about a week ago, when the line came out with the Bengals and the Browns game, I looked at this and said, man, oh, man, if I could, and if it were legal, I would load up on Cincinnati. Browns don't have a chance in hell to win this game, and yet, here we go. We still have to play the game, but my question is this. When the line was set at three... Should that have been my first inkling to think that the Browns would, A, cover, and B, almost win? Did Vegas know that they were going to be playing without Jamar Chase?
0: Uh, You know, someone might have. uh, You know, there might have been somebody that had an inkling that 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 could be happening. Uh, The public didn't know, that's for sure. And we we were caught by surprise on that. And I I know know a lot of people, including myself, who uh, might have had investment in, uh, Jamar Chase, uh, maybe in their fantasy football team or something like that, mm-hmm. definitely didn't enjoy that news. But, yeah, the Browns, and, you know, the Browns did play the uh, the Bengals great last year. They won both meetings, and they showed up again. Defense played outstanding, and,
1: you know, Cleveland's defense has stepped up the last couple of weeks. Do you take that into consideration when you handicap a game, Chris Van Dyne? Because you're right. For whatever reason, Stefanski... Has never lost to the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Burrow has never beaten the Cleveland Browns, and I know there may be an, a may have been a game or something like that where okay, you play the backups and whatnot and all that stuff. But still, five and zero Stefanski uh, against the Bengals. Do you guys take that into consideration when you handicap games?
0: Oh, absolutely. We we look at series history. Uh, that that's extremely important in the NFL. Uh, y- you want to be on the right side of that. And in that case, yeah. Cleveland and Stefanski have done a great job against Cincinnati. Yeah, you got the one matchup where it was the end of the season and the Bengals were playing a lot of the backups, but that doesn't explain the previous matchup in a regular season last year where the the Browns were on the road and frankly they beat the crap out of the Bengals. It was 41 to 16, yeah. and you know they they did a great job defensively in that game. And for whatever reason. Cleveland's defense seems to have figured something out against Cincinnati. That other teams are they're doing something well against Cincinnati. That other teams don't do as well. Oh. So yeah, we definitely take series history into account. Uh, we, we we use Philsteel.com is a great. Uh, a great tool if you're looking to find series history. If you sign up for Phil Steele Plus on Phil's website, he's got a uh, series history for every college and NFL game that you can look at that gives uh, spread breakdowns, totals, and it's really helpful. Wow.
2: So, Chris, nice. when we look at this, let's, let's take this one step further then. You're Zach Taylor. You're the Cincinnati Bengals. You come up to Cleveland. You just get pounded, basically. You lost one of your starting cornerbacks maybe for the year, and now you – Get Carolina at home this week, and you're a seven and a half point favorite. Will they have a hangover from the Browns game on a short week? If they
0: if they had won off a short week, I think there's definitely danger of a hangover. But coming off a oh, loss like that and okay. getting embarrassed, I, I think they do have a bounce back opportunity here earlier in the year. That they, they had the loss to Baltimore on the road, came back and won the following week in New Orleans. Um, you know, going back to last year when they lost. A the game, they came back and won. Uh, most of those times, with the exception of one where they where they were off, the Jets had to play Cleveland the following week. But you know that they had the Cleveland loss last year. They bounced back the following week and beat the Raiders, thirty two thirteen. They had a loss to Green Bay last year. They came back and won the next week at Detroit, thirty four eleven. So they they do play pretty well off those losses. Um, and I, I I do think in this case they are going to as well. Carolina. Uh, You know, they they have not looked very good uh, with the new quarterback situation, you know, P.J. Walker. They did put up 478 yards last week, and Walker threw for 309, but, you know, the defense is really struggling. They're allowing 359 yards a game. Joe Burrow should be able to take advantage of that. And I think the Bengals will score some points here, you know. And, and like we said, off that loss, you have to have a bounce back and come back and win big. So I think the Bengals are a good player.
1: Talking with uh, our professional handicapper, Chris Van Dyne, com is the website. Follow him on Twitter at ChrisV160. Uh, Chris, uh, I want to get your thoughts on – the 38-and-a-half that the Buckeyes are laying on the road at Northwestern uh, this Saturday, coming off the big win at Penn State where they didn't cover. Penn State gets the backdoor cover with a garbage touchdown late, so the Buckeyes didn't cover there, and that's uh, one of the games uh, uh, the guy I was uh, talking to at Jersey said thank you for that information. Um, so what about 38-and-a-half on the road at Northwestern after a tough road win at Penn State? How are you looking at this game? Well, you know, one of
0: the things we do look at is how a team typically does in that role when they're laying a lot of points. And I know Ohio State is a juggernaut, but uh, it it is tough to win a conference game like that by a lot of points. And you go back to last year, you're really looking for games where they're laying over 30 points in Big Ten play. It doesn't happen very often, but in 2020, they they uh were thirty-eight and a half point favorite at home against Rutgers. Only won forty-nine twenty-seven. Uh going back the year before, they were a fifty-two point favorite at Rutgers. They won fifty-six twenty-one. They did cover the week before against Maryland's so a forty-two and a half point favorite. Uh twenty-seven and a half point favorite against Northwestern on a road back in nineteen, which is I, I do believe the last time i have actually played here. Uh they won that game fifty two to three. So you, you look and see, uh, are they typically covering in those spots? I know Pat Fitzgerald is is typically a good coach as an underdog. Uh, we have a small lean on Northwestern in this game. Uh, I'll be honest; it doesn't make me very comfortable. I, c- I couldn't imagine playing Northwestern getting the points in this game. I do think Ohio State will score a bunch, and the the one the one thing I will say that is in Ohio State's favor is actually. Uh, is in their favor if this is a road game, because when you're playing those home games, you have all the walk-ons, uh, you're, you're not yeah. playing with a limited roster, and when you're on the road, you've got only your 75 travel guys, so you're not bringing a bunch of walk-ons, you can't put a bunch of scrubs in in the fourth quarter. Uh, So it does favor them that they're on the road. And they only have Indiana on deck. So, uh, you know, Arlene is leaning Northwestern in this game. To be honest, the more I look at it, I think Ohio State could cover this line, even though it's a lot of points. And it's not like they're, you know, they are coming off a big game against Penn State, but they don't have a huge game on deck. And, you know, you should be able to cover this line against Northwestern. Who has lost a couple games big? They lost by thirty five at home against Northwest uh, against Wisconsin earlier this year. Although the other games they've stayed kind of closer, but they haven't played anybody like Ohio State who gets uh, who gets margin on teams like this consistently.
2: Information is king, man, and that's why we love talking to Chris Van Dyne from ncsports.com. dot com. All right, Chris, you don't have to give us your pick, but any insights into the game of the week, and you know what I'm talking about. Tennessee <laughs> at Georgia Ooh, 330 yeah. kick somebody's getting knocked out of the top four we think
0: yeah man I I'll tell you what I, I've got a I've got a Small quandary in this game because, you know, I, I live west of Cleveland and uh, you know, and I've, I've told you guys I'm a Steubenville grad and I want to get back for the game against Columbus Bishop Hartley, which is a, uh, a rematch of the 2015 and 2016 state championship games. I, I'm really excited for that, but if I drive back, it's probably by the time I get out of get out of the office, it's probably going to be getting into Steubenville around the time the Tennessee game starts. So, do I go to Steubenville will watch the game but miss part of the Tennessee game and the Tennessee game will probably be ending when the 수도 game begins. I I'm probably going to stay home and watch both of them uh on uh, uh, on TV. So it, it's a tough decision though. But as far as the game goes, I I think Tennessee is going to keep this a little closer than the the spread which is currently 8. I like the Vols offense to be able to score enough to keep this game close. And you know, they, they've they're battle tested right now. They've gone on the road and won a couple games. They went in the Baton Rouge and won 40 to 13 earlier this year. They put up 40 points and 502 yards in that game. And look at what LSU's done since. They, they, they look fantastic now and, and, you know, could give Alabama a game this week. Hmm. Georgia's kind of sleptwalked through a lot of their games. Last week they were only up 28-20 late. Uh, in the second quarter, they did jump out on Florida early, and they eventually pulled away and won tw- uh, by 22. But Florida did bat- give give them a test for a while. Had a couple games earlier this year where he played Kent State and Missouri uh, that were much closer than expected. I think that Tennessee's offense, which is currently number one in the country, putting up 162 yards per game above what their opponents allow, will move the ball a little more on Georgia's defense than what we've seen the bulldogs give up lately the bulldogs do have the number one defense in the country holding opponents 140 yards per game below their average i've got this game at uh around 30 35 28 34 28 georgia i i don't like giving that prediction because i really want tennessee to win this game naturally but i'm excited i'm i'm Going to be all all eyes on this game. I, I can't imagine what the the crowd's going to be like in Athens. I, I know that uh, tickets are sky high, like wow. most expensive tickets the, they've ever had for a Georgia home game.
1: I'm looking at that right now. Tickets, and this is what they say: tickets as low as. $483. <laughs> that, that's on the low yeah. end right now uh, for tickets for that game uh, at Georgia. So we'll see how that one uh, plays out and whether Tennessee is worthy of their number one ranking from the college football playoff committee. Were you surprised as to how those rankings uh, came out on Tuesday night for the, the first time this year from the CFP?
0: Not a lot. I thought Tennessee had the best resume, uh, which you is know, supposed to be what they're looking at. Based right. on who they've beaten and how they've beaten them, uh, you know, they have had a couple easy games, but, you know, they went on the road and they've won big games on the road. They've won big games at home. So, uh, and their most recent game was a dominant victory against Kentucky, which a lot of people thought that that was a flat spot for Tennessee and Kentucky might give them a game. Uh, and Tennessee absolutely wiped them out and the big concern about Tennessee going into that game was their pass defense they absolutely showed up they intercepted Will Levis three times and if you if you believe that Will Levis is a first round quarterback I, I have my questions but th- then that has to really impress you and they only gave up 98 passing yards in that game and the secondary is getting a lot healthier uh, I was a little surprised that Clemson was ahead of Michigan. I guess they're really looking at Michigan's non-conference schedule as an issue. Uh, that will sort itself out naturally. You know, they they still have to play Illinois and Ohio State. So I think if, uh, naturally, if, if Michigan were to win out, I think they're ahead of Clemson no matter what. And if they were to beat Illinois and lose to Ohio State, and I think a, I think a one loss Michigan would be rated higher than a one loss Clemson if Michigan's able to beat Illinois. So, uh, we'll see how that goes, but you know, a lot of football to be played and I don't take too much into the, the first rankings only because I know it never falls out that way.
1: Yeah, very rarely. I don't think it has at all, as a matter of fact, from uh, you know when it first comes out to the final rankings that they were exactly the same one through four. But it's Tennessee, Ohio State, Georgia, Clemson, one through four, Michigan, Alabama, five and six, TCU, seven, Oregon, eight, USC, nine, LSU, ten. So out of the top five, no, let's go top six, right? Because those are the blue bloods, right? Bama, Michigan, Clemson, Georgia, Ohio State, Tennessee. Any of those other teams you think have a shot? at maybe uh, you know going and upsetting the apple cart and getting into the college football playoff, or are we looking at four teams coming out of the current top six? Uh,
0: we're probably looking at four out of those top yeah. six because I, I think that Ohio State's going to be there. I think that either – Georgia or Alabama assuming Georgia let's say Georgia wins this week whoever wins the SEC title game will be in there and I think it's very likely that let's say Tennessee loses if Georgia wins the SEC title game and Tennessee is a one-loss team that beat Alabama Tennessee could very easily get in as a top four team um Clemson. I, I will say that if there's an opportunity for something weird to happen, it could be there because I think Clemson will take a loss at some point myself. Wow. And I think TCU will take a loss at some point myself. Uh, So there could be an opportunity for someone outside of that top six, but it's really going to depend on what what happens with Clemson because I do think that would open a spot up because you're you're probably only going to have one Big Ten team, Ohio State or Michigan, uh, not totally ruling Illinois out, but I I find that to be unlikely. (laughs) And I I think that you're going to have two SEC teams. So that really opens one spot up if Clemson doesn't get in. And, you know, this week is a huge game for Clemson. They've got two tough games. I think this week is a tough game for them uh, at Notre Dame. And then the following week at home against Louisville is not going to be an easy game. They only won that game, really, it was a field goal game last year. Uh, They ended up scoring. It was uh, one of those bad beats games where they scored a touchdown on the last play of the game on a uh uh actually I'm sorry that that was a different game but uh they they were winning by 3 late and ended up scoring a late touchdown against Louisville to uh, win by 6 I, I believe is what it was yeah yeah okay. the, uh, they they actually you know <laughs> they stopped Louisville to one yard line It was what what it was uh but so that, that, that was a tough game for them last year. I don't think it's going to be any easier. Louisville's actually won their last three games, and they're playing better. So for Clemson, they they really have two tough games coming up. And then, you know, the ACC title game will not be a walkthrough because it looks like they're going to be playing North Carolina. And I don't know if you've gotten to see Drake May play, but I, this kid is legit. I think he's going to be better than Sam Howell. And I don't think that's really a stretch. He's already thrown for 29 touchdowns, only three interceptions this year. And they've got the offense to keep up with Clemson. We'll just have to figure out if they have the defense.
1: All right, for our listeners out there that want more information from Chris Van Dyne, NC Sports, tell them where they can get it.
0: Go to ncsports.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris V one six zero. We do have the uh, power suite podcast. we have got a great guest this week. JC Shelton, actually a, G- a Georgia guy from UGA football live. Uh, he comes on and breaks down a few games with me this week. And It's a lot of fun, so check out the PowerSweep podcast. Check out ncsports.com. And if you want to get in on the action, you want to give us a call and uh, find out what we've got to offer, call 1-800-654-3448.
1: All right, there's the number. There's the info. Go get it. Chris Van Dyne, we always appreciate the time. Enjoy the